When you can look into someone's words and actions, you can also begin to know his mind. Hello, I'm Phil Sanders, and this is a Bible study in search of the Lord's way. Today, we start a series of lessons studying the mind of Christ. Stay tuned. In all the hurry and hustle and confusion of modern living, the Lord has the way. We believe that the Bible is the revelation of His way. We invite you to join us in search of the Lord's way with Phil Sanders. Welcome to In Search of the Lord's Way. We're here to search the Scriptures for God's will. We want to know God, to know the mind of Christ, to learn all we can about God so that we may please Him and draw close to Him. God's knowledge and wisdom is unsurpassed in this world. He sees and knows more than the greatest computers and nothing is hidden from His sight. Listening to His words and reading about the things the Lord Jesus did will help us to know God better. Thanks for taking time with us today. We love hearing from you and we want to be a part of your life each week. Philip the Apostle said to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father and it's enough for us. And Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. John 1.18 says that Jesus has explained him or made him known. Hebrews 1 verse 3 says of Jesus that He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of His nature. And He upholds the universe by the word of His power. And after making purification for sins, He sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Jesus' mind was set on what God says and willed for His life. Jesus told the devil after being tempted uh, to turn stones into bread, He said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. The Lord Jesus wouldn't allow the devil to keep him from following every written word from the mouth of God. And this is an example to follow. When the world wants to lead us astray, let's follow the Scriptures. The Lord Jesus said in John 8, 29, I always do the things that are pleasing to Him, that is the Father. Yes, that's the way that we please the Lord. Now, we offer this study free on the mind of Christ. And if you'd like a printed copy of our study and you live in the United States, mail your request to In Search of the Lord's Way, Post Office Box 371, Edmond, Oklahoma, 73083. Or send an email to searchtv at searchtv.org. Or you can call our toll-free telephone number. That number is 1-800-321-8633. We also have materials free on our website at searchtv.org. And you can find us on YouTube. We'll now worship in song. Read from Colossians 2, 1-3 and we'll begin exploring the mind of Christ.
reading today comes from Colossians chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. And here Paul talks about the great treasure we have in the mind of Christ. He says, For I want you to know how great a struggle I have on your behalf, and for those who are at Laodicea, and for all those who have not personally seen my face, that their hearts may be encouraged, having been knit together in love, and attaining to all the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding, resulting in a true knowledge of God's mystery, that is, Christ Himself, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Oh, what a wonderful desire to have the wisdom that is greater than anything that's on this earth, the treasure of the wisdom of Christ. Let's pray together. Father, we're thankful that through your word we can learn about Jesus Christ and enjoy all of the treasure that comes through Him, treasures of wisdom and treasures of knowledge, and help us to pursue that wisdom and knowledge from a full heart of love and a willingness to be obedient to your will. In Jesus' name, amen. From the time that Jesus was only 12 years old, we could see that His mind was exceptionally capable of knowledge and wisdom. Luke 2 and verse 40 says, And the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. When Jesus at 12 was in the temple sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions, Luke says in chapter 2 verse 47, And all who heard Him were amazed at His understanding and His answers. Verse 52 says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. He grew as a whole person, intellectually, physically, socially, and spiritually. And as God's Son, He's the greatest example of what God desires of us. One amazing thing about the mind of God and the mind of Jesus Christ is the purity of His mind. Just as God is holy, so the Lord Jesus is holy. Many people don't understand the holiness of Jesus Christ. 
And sadly, the American Bible Society recently published the state of the Bible in 2022 and found 58% of people who aren't engaged with Scripture say Jesus Christ was human and committed sins like other people. You know, it's astonishing that 18% of people who are regularly reading Scripture say the same thing. It's clear that they really don't know or do not believe the teaching of the New Testament. Hebrews 4, 14-15 says about Jesus, Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Hebrews 7 and verse 26 says, For it was indeed fitting that we should have such a high priest, holy, innocent, unstained, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. The Lord Jesus could say in John 8, 46, Which one of you convicts me of sin? Could you say that? Peter called Jesus the Holy One of God, John 6 and verse 69. Now, the New Testament clearly states that Jesus never sinned, but it does say that He was tempted. Now, one can read about that in Matthew 4 and in Luke chapter 4. Being tempted isn't the same thing as sin. And falling into temptation, that's when it becomes sin when we fall to it. James 1, 13 to 15 says, Let no one say when he is tempted, I'm being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and He Himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he's lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. When we're tempted to sin, we can resist it or we can give in to it. And when we give in to our desires rather than discipline ourselves, we commit sin. And sin leads to spiritual death. There's no doubt Jesus was tempted greatly, but He did not fall to the temptation to sin. The Lord's mind was filled with wisdom and righteousness. Isaiah 11, 2-4 prophesied, And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon Him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord." He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide disputes by what his ears hear. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Now one can easily see the wisdom of the Lord Jesus and his honesty about life and about people. He was kind to everyone but he was not naive. He didn't look the other way when people sinned. He recognized murder was wrong, but he also condemned anger. He condemned adultery, but Jesus also condemned lust in the heart as adultery. The Lord Jesus didn't just look at your life. He looked into your heart. He said in Matthew 15, 19 to 20, For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person, but to eat with unwashed hands does not defile anyone. You see, Jesus was honest. He called a hypocrite a hypocrite. 
He pronounced seven woes on the hypocritical scribes and Pharisees in Matthew 23. I heard one preacher say that Jesus never called anyone a sinner. And we shouldn't ever say such a thing. Well, such people are not preaching the whole gospel. Jesus died for our sins. Uh, if no one is a sinner, and Jesus died for sinners, 1 Corinthians 15.3, then for whom did Jesus die? Now, the good news of Jesus Christ is salvation from sin, freedom from sin, and the opportunity to change our hearts and our lives. One will never see the astonishing beauty of grace and forgiveness until one sees the hopeless ugliness of sin. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus warned against unfair judging in Matthew 7, 1-4. He said, Judge not that you be not judged, for with the judgment that you pronounce, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that's in your brother's eye, but don't notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, Let me take the speck out of your eye, when there's a log in your own eye? Then he says, you hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. When people suggest that we should never judge anyone over anything, they really miss what Jesus was saying. Jesus taught this at a time when Pharisees and the people were judging one another over man-made traditions. They were making up morals and laws presumptuously not from God, but from men. They were trying to take the place of God and condemning others over their man-made laws. And they didn't realize the peril they were putting themselves in. They were looking at the little things of others while failing to repent of the large sins of their own. There certainly is a time to distinguish righteousness from unrighteousness. The Lord Jesus also said in Matthew 7 and verse 5, Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before the swine, the pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. You see, some even today are like dogs and some are like pigs. And we should be careful not to prejudge, but we should also not ignore the evidence before us. Some think we should never judge anything, but the Lord Jesus told some critical Jews, do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. We must call sin what it is. We must not deceive ourselves about sin. Galatians 5, 19-21 speaks of the works of the flesh. The inspired apostle Paul said, Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, Jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envyings, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these of which I forewarn you, just as I forewarned you, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now Christ is serious about sin. One day the Lord Jesus will come again as our judge. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10 says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Hebrews 9.27 reminds us, It is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment. Though Jesus is full of grace for us in this life, there comes an end to His patience 
and the patience of God when this life is over. 2 Peter 3 and verse 9 says that the Lord is not slow about His promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. The Lord Jesus doesn't want to condemn anybody, but when people refuse to repent and obey the Lord, the Lord with a broken heart fulfills what He warned to those who wouldn't believe or obey the gospel. Those who will not repent will perish. The Lord Jesus takes His word seriously. And when He speaks, we should listen to Him. We should never suppose that He'll take back His words. Jesus doesn't joke about His message to us. The scribes and the Pharisees criticized the Lord Jesus because He was a friend to sinners. But He called those sinners to repent because He knew how sin ruined their lives. He called people to repent because He knew grace and repentance would bring them healing. You see, a friend calls you to repentance. A cruel person ignores or dismisses your sins, and that dismissal is far more cruel than calling someone a sinner because your sins will destroy you in this life and take away your hope for the life to come. Kind honesty is the mark of true friendship. An enemy will not warn you of trouble ahead. The Lord Jesus didn't gloss over or praise the unrighteousness of the prodigal son, but He honored the Father's graceful ways and celebrated the prodigal son's humble, penitent confession and return home. When Jesus spoke, He spoke the words of His Father in heaven. Because they came from the Father through Jesus, they're entirely true and trustworthy. The Lord Jesus said in John 7, 16-18, that My teaching is not Mine, but His who sent Me. And if anyone's will is to do God's will, he will know whether the teaching is from God or whether I'm speaking on My own authority. And He says, The one who speaks on his own authority seeks his own glory. But the one who seeks the glory of Him who sent Him is true, and in Him there is no falsehood. You see, the Lord knew the Father's way. He knew the Father's will. And He knew the Father's words were the means by which we could receive eternal life. He said in John 12, 49-15, For I did not speak on my own initiative, but the Father Himself who sent me has given me a commandment as to what to say and what to speak. I know that His commandment is eternal life. Therefore, the things that I speak, I speak just as the Father has told me. Jesus took seriously His task of teaching us exactly what the Father told Him to say. The Lord Jesus said in John 14 and verse 6, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. The world may tell you there are many ways to heaven, but Jesus wouldn't tell you that. He is the way, the only way, to the Father. When Jesus said, No one comes to the Father but through me, He spoke clearly and firmly. And if He's our judge on the last day, we should not expect that He's forgotten what He has said and what has been written. We must take Him seriously. We must listen to His words. The wise listen and do what He says. The foolish hear Him but they don't do what He says, Matthew 7, 24-27. And if we miss the way, 
we miss the truth, we'll also forfeit the life that Jesus came to give. Now the Apostle John described in part why he wrote the Gospel of John. He wrote in John 20, 30-31, Therefore many other signs Jesus also performed in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, but these have been written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, that is the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in His name. I tell you, Jesus wants you to believe and to be saved. Yes, to be saved. Let's pray together. Father, we're thankful for the words that are found in the New Testament, the words of Jesus that you revealed to Him, that He spoke and were written down by the apostles and the early writers. Father, we're thankful we know those words of eternal life. Help us, help us Heavenly Father, always to be obedient to Your will, to not vary from those things and not to be fooled by the thinking of the world. Help us, Heavenly Father, to love You, to love one another. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Jesus came to this world to seek and save that which was lost. Luke 19 and verse 10. Everyone who has unresolved sin is lost. Now He sacrificed His body and shed His blood in order to redeem us from our sins. Until we realize the magnitude of our sin and see our need for a Savior, we'll never understand Jesus. We'll never appreciate His amazing sacrifice for us. Isaiah, through a prophet's eyes, saw the enormity of His gift. He said in Isaiah 53, 5, But He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon Him was the chastisement that brought us peace, and with His wounds we are healed. Jesus took every wound given to Him 
by the godless men so that He might heal you spiritually. The Lord Jesus wanted something better for you than a life filled with sin, guilt, and condemnation. He wanted to bring us out of darkness into light. Colossians 1, 13-14 says that God has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. The Lord offers us abundant life and eternal life if we humbly and willingly give ourselves to Him. Please don't wait to make a commitment to the Lord. You don't know what your life will be like tomorrow. Place your faith in Jesus Christ and trust in what He says in Scripture. Turn from your sins to the Lord Jesus Christ and follow Him. Confess the Lord Jesus Christ as the Son of God and be baptized into Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And God will forgive you and wash away your sins. Acts 2.38 and Acts 22.16 God will cause you to be born again in baptism so that you might enter into the kingdom of God. Well, we hope that today's study about the mind of Christ has blessed you and helped you to come to know the Lord better. If you live in the United States and want a free printed copy of this message, mail your request to In Search of the Lord's Way, Post Office Box 371, Edmond, Oklahoma 73083, or send an email to searchtv at searchtv.org. Or you can call the search office toll-free at 1-800-321-8633. Now there's also a schedule of our programs and there's a map with the location of churches that are in your area at searchtv.org. Now you can watch Search anytime on YouTube. Why not subscribe to our channel, Search TV Ministry, all one word. And when you watch them, be sure to like the, like the programs that you watch. Now this helps spread the program and so others can see it. We also offer free Bible correspondence courses. Now don't worry if you get a hold of us. We're not here asking for money. We're here to help you draw close to God. We do ask that you focus your heart on God by worshiping at church. Everybody needs a church family and there's probably a Church of Christ near you. And if you're looking for a healthy biblical church home, we'll gladly help you find one. We'll be back next week, Lord willing. So keep searching God's Word with us and tell a friend about this program. God bless you and we love you from all of us at In Search of the Lord's Way.